Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, just a quick note that we recorded this episode two weeks ago and a lot has happened since then. Uh, We didn't release the episode last week because we felt it was more important to make space for other voices while we started to do some unlearning and some protesting and figuring out ways to get more involved in the fight for racial justice. We will talk more about all of that on next week's episode. In the meantime, there is a link in our bio that's a good starting point if you need ideas for places to donate to, and there's some other helpful resources in there as well. And um, yeah, uh, now here is this week's episode. This is Emily. Henley and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared for scary movies. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. I'm Henley. I'm also too scared for scary movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am Sammy. And I love scary movies, and I love telling these two about them. <laughs> and this time, Emily's watched it too, so you're oh both going to tell me about it. I can't so wait. So we can both tell Henley. Um, but before we do, what's up with us? <laughs> I have had, um, you know, like everyone in the world, a lot of anxiety lately mm-hmm. um particularly around bedtime and the other night i like threw a little tantrum to myself that i wanted to hear a bedtime story like an actual <laughs> oh, five-year-old oh, <laughs> and there is a, a podcast uh called sleep cove some free promo for you sleep cove um <laughs> Which is Sleep just Cove, if you're listening, <laughs> sponsor, free promo for you. Sponsor us, give us a shout out too on your sleep app. That'd be that's honestly a good pairing. You this is a scary movie, and then you need help sleeping. That's true. Sleep that's Cove. true. Um, but it's this nice, this British man with this very soothing voice, and he he reads bedtime stories, and he has three different. I mean, he does meditations and he does hypnosis and he also does bedtime stories. But I've been listening to him read Little Red Riding Hood every night before bed. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sammy, I'm going to do that tonight. Um, I highly recommend it. Listeners, uh, the app is called Sleep Cove. Like I said, one more time. One more time. It's called Sleep Cove. <laughs> You'd use code TSDW for 20 percent off. Um, I can't wait. Just kidding. Don't do that. That's not a thing. You could try. I mean, you could try, but yeah, it's good luck. <laughs> good fucking luck. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, but it is soothing and it really does help me sleep. So everyone check it out. What about you guys? What's up with you? I have been, had been, I, I sort of took a little break, but 
why do I, why did I need to say that? Who cares? Um, I have been watching a lot of Sopranos mm. because I've never seen it before. And it's impossible, in my opinion, to watch the Sopranos and not want to be eating Italian food because they're like mm. constantly eating big plates of spaghetti and like desserts. And it's just like impossible to not want to do it. And you notoriously so, love spaghetti anyways. So. And I, no- I notoriously <laughs> love spaghetti. Um, I said that as if it's a joke. It's not. I'm always eating spaghetti. Um, <laughs> big spaghetti head. She's a spaghetti head. I'm, I'm a huge noodle head. <laughs> so... <laughs> I looked up when I was watching an episode last week, best cannolis in L.A. Because I was like, I ha- I must have cannolis now. I must. Mm. Um, and I found them. And it's in this little Italian bakery and deli um, in Eagle Rock. And it's it was it's open in the pandemic. And they have like pantry items. It's this cute little tiny shop that I'm sure has been there for ages. And they were letting people in like five at a time. And uh, I went and I got, you guessed it, spaghetti. And (laughs) I also got pizza dough and all sorts of like Italian pantry items and some sandwiches for lunch. And they were so good. They were like, they tasted like what the idea of a sandwich is. Do you know how when Mm -hmm. you just have a sandwich Mm -hmm. that like, this is a sandwich, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was that and it was so good. And I did get cannolis and they were heavenly and yeah pizza dough and then made a pizza the next day and it <laughs> it was great i've talked for i don't know 45 minutes now about the food that i ate i want to go to this place emily everyone should do you remember the name of it it's literally just eagle rock italian bakery and deli oh i i think you said that and i thought you were just using a general descriptor of what it was it's literally what it's called <laughs> show up give them uh, code tsdw for 20%, 20% at checkout yeah, just go up to the counter and say TSDW sent you. Hi, TSDW, 20% off. Uh, um, yeah, it's great. And one of the things that I got there that I had the other day, I got some spaghetti, and uh, if you can believe it, and they are the longest spaghetti noodles I've ever, I have to show you next time I make them. Like true Lady in the Tramp style noodles. Like when it is cooked, it's like a six foot, it's oh so, my God, this that's so long. <laughs> it's too long. And that's wrong. It's not six feet, but it is like three feet. It's a lot of. It's a long ass noodle, and it, it's so fun. It's so fun. That is um, fun. I really, man, I can't recommend it enough. Everybody, go get your cannolis, get your long ass noodles, and um, <laughs> it's great. It's great. I guess. Yeah, I guess my thing for this week is I been listening to two different podcasts mm-hmm. that are oh my god more shout outs to podcasts more promos um, look at us i mean i i stick to like the same podcast normally so this is just i i have like a set of like five i rotate between so this was just you know getting out of my comfort zone a little bit but um one is called wind of change have you guys heard about this Mm-mm. about this Mm-mm. is a fucking wild ass story about how the CIA during the fall of the Berlin Wall basically like got a rock band, like wrote a song undercover to basically change the hearts and minds of people uh, on their feelings of commu- on communism. Like Whoa. it's like 
And the CIA, I don't know what happens. I haven't listened to the end yet, so I don't know if they ever like cop to it, but it's basically like the wildest story of how influential the CIA has been. Oh. Um, and it's it's very it's very interesting. There are a lot of twists and turns. Um, so highly mm. recommend that. And then also another one I've been listening to is called Boom Bust HQ Trivia. Do you guys remember HQ Trivia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that a yeah. couple years ago? It yes. like it's all about the rise and fall of that of like the viral quiz sensation. About oh, interesting. Happy, like, it fucking blew up yeah and then it just disappeared and so the the podcast is just like just exploring what happened to it and why it it became literally at its peak i think like three million people were logging in at a time to do you think it's because it was too hard (laughs) i don't know i haven't got that a personal beef sammy (laughs) yeah that's why i stopped (laughs) probably that's probably it man that's fascinating wow so many recommendations our listeners are gonna be busy you're going to be yeah. busy. You're going to be eating spaghetti. You're going to be listening to bedtime stories. You're going to be <laughs> learning about the CIA and trivia. Um. Well, let's get into this week's movie. Let's get into this Because you've movie. got a busy Guys, week ahead. You've got a busy week ahead. You have places to be. But yeah, Emily and I both watched this week's movie. We did. Sammy probably more thoroughly than me, but I did watch <laughs> I it. I watched it harder for sure. You watched it harder, yeah. <laughs> um, it is Ready or Not. Came out last year, 2019. Directed by Matt Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillett. Written by Guy Busick and R. Christopher Murphy. Starring Samara Weaving, Mark O'Brien, Adam Brody, Henry Cern- Cerny, and Andy McDowell. Um, I had a blast watching this movie start to finish. I actually had such a good time that I stood up in my apartment and danced afterwards. <laughs> what? <gasps> well, that's fun. Okay, see, I wish I'd had as good a time. And it's, <laughs> and, and, well, and it's not just because I don't love scary movies as much. Because I actually, I will say, I didn't find this movie all of that scary. Right. Um, there, there, there were some gruesome parts that I did not like watching and I sort of pulled my eyes away. Um, and there were a few moments where, um, as as listeners may know, and, and Sammy and Henley um, certainly know, I like to get up to high ground when I'm scared during a scary movie. So there were a few moments where I perched on my couch, but I was still able to watch. Um, the floodwaters of fear. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's like it has to happen or I will. I can't survive. Um, it was really fun. And, and you know, maybe it is what we've talked about before, which and we'll get into I just I loved the setup setup and I was disappointed by the the payoff. I I thought the first half of the movie was better than the second. I disagree for once in my life. I love the ending. I love the ending. Okay, I can't wait to hear your thoughts because I want it. I really liked it. I wanted to love it. Mm. And I was and maybe maybe the thing is I was like disappointed that it didn't 100% win me over because I was sort of expecting yeah, it to. I, I'll say that's fair. That's fair. It's not perfect. Yeah. You got to lower those expectations. Like, I got to. I think it's I also I so rarely will let myself watch a scary movie that I think I was like, ooh, this is going to be good. <laughs> um, so maybe I maybe I just set the bar too high. Hi, everybody. It is cocktail hour. And this week's cocktail is a millionaire's martini. 
To make this drink, you'll need one and a third ounces of gin, one and a third ounces of extra dry vermouth, and two-thirds an ounce of champagne. You'll stir the first two ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled coupe glass and top with champagne. Garnish with a lemon zest twist. So fancy. Cheers. Let's do some trivia. Because there is some fun trivia for this one, I think. Uh, One cool thing is that the director, well, like a lot of the team behind this movie are currently working on Scream 5. Oh, that's fun. That's really fun. (laughs) One thing that I just think is funny. So it's set in this like big mansion, this like creepy, spooky mansion, wealthy, wealthy families home with like a lot of candelabras and stuff. And apparently they only had five. (laughs) Like the set, they only had five. And so they kept having to move them from room to room when they would shoot in different rooms, which is just like, just get more. Like, I don't not just get more. I don't know. A really limited candelabra budget. Was it a lower budget movie? (laughs) It looks. The budget is six million. Okay, that's pretty low budget. That's pretty low budget. It's pretty relatively low. And it made 58 million. All right. All right. It really reminded me when it was getting started. And you know what? Maybe this is another reason why I was slightly. I, I know love what it you're sli- going to say of Knives Out. Or, do you? I can't. I what? Knives Out. Yep. It reminded me a lot of Knives Out. And I fucking loved Knives Out. Um, so I think I was like, ooh, OK, we're doing Knives Out, which is, that's obviously Knives Out is not a horror. But it's kind of like a mystery family, rich family, mystery family. Um, there it's like funny. It's like um, and sort of like like cheeky mm-hmm, at times. Mm-hmm. And um, what's the word like haunted, like spooky in a haunted mansion ride type way, right? But a horror. But I, so I just I didn't love it as much as I love Knives Out. Yeah. I guess is like my my thing. Yeah, I um, I wrote down I wrote down that it reminded me of Knives Out mixed with Hot Fuzzed mixed with Your Next mixed with Kingsman. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of things. And also, I think that that's right. Um. Oh, and this is a this is a I guess kind of an actor's rights uh, trivia that I don't love <laughs> is that during rehearsals. Adam Brody accidentally stabbed a producer with a prop <laughs> knife because they weren't even shooting or rehearsing a scene. He just was playing with it and he thought it was retractable and it's not. And he <gasps> stabbed a producer. Oh, my God. Uh, in the shoulder, fortunately, is not the worst place to get stabbed. And he was fine. He got stitches and came back to set. But like, Adam, <laughs> you've been an actor your whole life. Check the knife. Check it. It's very easy to check if a knife is retractable or not. Very easy. And don't do it on a person. Yeah, we shouldn't be making that mistake. Yeah, I did. A, I shot a thing once where we used prop guns and they were they were fully prop guns, like replica guns had never been made to shoot ever, but like mm-hmm. looked and felt like guns. And literally every time I was given it, I opened the chamber to check for bullets. I'm also a freak, but like opened the chamber to check for bullets, <laughs> shot it at the ground. Like I was like, somebody could have replaced it with a real gun and I have to know and I have to know. Yeah. Um, you want to be like, safe. It's not like, just check, just check. Better safe than sorry. Just check so you don't stab someone. One thing that I didn't know is that Samara Weaving is Hugo Weaving's niece. Um, Hugo Weaving is Agent Smith from The Matrix. My favorite movie oh. of all time. I also didn't know he was Australian. Does that mean he's Australian? He's I actually guess not. He's British, not. but he lives in Australia. So I guess their family must have moved to Australia later in life. Perhaps? Yes, I'm like so fa- people have family members in other countries. <laughs> that is also true. Um, and then a personal trivia is that I once 
was an assistant editor for the editor of this movie, which was kind of fun. I saw his name pop up, Terrell Gibson, and I've worked with him, so I got excited. That's cool. Yeah, pretty fun. Hi, Terrell. <laughs> hi, Terrell. Hi, hi, Terrell. I'm sure you're listening, and hi. We love your work. Yeah, he's great. He also edited Sorry to Bother You, another great one. Oh, mm. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All in all, I'm glad I watched this movie, even though it wasn't, we won't talk about it, it wasn't all that scary 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 i would not have been able to watch this a year ago oh and i also wouldn't have wanted to um i feel like exposure therapy is real i feel like watch even me who i like scary movies i've felt my tolerance also increase and i just enjoy them more and more each time and i think that's true and we're all slowly getting desensitized together i'm excited about that except for me i think you kind of are still also henley but just slower (laughs) i haven't been putting in as much of an effort you know i haven't actually been watching the movies we can't all be brave then then the name of the podcast doesn't work anymore yeah it does true (laughs) really good point um should we watch the trailer yeah let's watch the trailer I can't believe that in half an hour, I will be a part of the Ladomus Gaming Dynasty Empire. Uh, Dominion. We prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing. And then you are officially part of the family. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? I mean, stay hidden until dawn. (laughs) No, thank you. Good luck. I know you're in here. Jesus, you shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? (laughs) Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's insane. They think they have to kill you before sunrise. Something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Why don't you just use mine? Mr. Lodomas, I just saw her running. Oh my god! You're just another sacrifice. Do you think this is a fucking game? Yes, I didn't see. Remember? You guys, I am excited though. This trailer, this trailer, you're it, it made me excited to hear about it for sure. It's like definitely it is a knives, the knives out, out feel. font. Yeah. Right? That's like the exact it, same font. It feels like knives out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really it does. It does look yeah. like it. But it's it's fun. It's 
it's quick. It was a like snappy 90 minute film. Yeah, it was like really well received too. I feel like it's it's nice when a horror movie is just quick and fun and you just have a good time at the movies. And that's what this is. Just a good time at the movies. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay, let's get into it. I want to hear all about it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, so we start in this big old mansion that we saw in the trailer. Um, we see two boys kind of running. It's nighttime. They look scared. Um, and one of the boys hides the other one in a closet and says, hide here, stay here, closes him in the closet. The boys' names are Alex and Daniel. And he's like, Alex, it's okay. Stay here. And he's like, Daniel, no, that's how we know their names. <laughs> that's how we know. Daniel, yep, they no. say it. That's how we know. They say it. And mm -hmm. then, so Daniel is in this kind of this room by himself and we see. And I'll say Daniel's probably five. -ish. Oh yeah. You're going to have to. Oh, Emily, I think that's wrong. <laughs> really how old do you think he is okay well four i was thinking like 10 <laughs> i was i was thinking like eight and ten <laughs> no fucking way <laughs> i thought he was way older eight and ten yeah i guess you're we right we're gonna I, have to show no you're right because a picture there's... of this no i think they're like maybe four and six but okay. i think okay. probably more like yeah. 
That sounds fair. We'll four split the years difference. old, eight years old. <laughs> They're not eight and ten. There, there's no fucking way. Um, but they are like four and six. Okay, great. Um, so and Daniel is the six year old, and he's like, Alex, hi, stay here. Shh, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Daniel's the older yeah. brother, so he's out, and then in runs a man in a tuxedo with an arrow sticking out of his stomach or something, saying, "Help me, help me! You got to help me!" Like they're trying to kill me. And Daniel then yells, "He's in here!" and all the the rest of the family runs in with a bunch of weapons and like shoot a crossbow in his heart i think and then or just actually another one in the chest and then a a bride runs in screaming and crying like no no like i love him don't do this like i love him and they're holding her back and then they say okay bring him to the table it's time for the ritual and then it cuts and we go to 30 years later Oh. And we meet our protagonist, Samara Weaving, whose name is... Oh, I, I I don't know that you might cut this out, but a thing that I feel like is also important is is they... the Is it the mom? I, you know, an older, oh, yes, a, yes. older woman goes up to Daniel after when he's like, she's in here, and they get the guy, and they, they drag him out. Mm-hmm. She goes over to him, and she's like, I'm so proud of you. We're proud of Daniel for... We're proud of Daniel for this choice. Yeah. Being complicit in a murder. Yes. Yes. And so 30 years later, we meet Grace on her wedding day. It's she's in the little bridal suite, I suppose, of this mansion about to marry in to this incredibly rich family. She's kind of psyching herself up in the mirror, being like uh, to have and to hold, even though your family is so intimidating and so rich <laughs> and they really scare me. But I'm like excited to be a part of your moderately fucked up family. And then her husband is or her fiance is behind her and he's like moderately. Ha ha ha. They're very fucked up. Um, and they have a nice little moment. Yeah, they seem very into each other. Mm-hmm. They're like having fun banter. Is this movie... Are there a lot of jokes? Like, does it yes. take not a take lot. itself? Lots for, of yeah, jokes. that's the yes. impression. I, I definitely got the impression during the trailer that it's like a horror comedy situation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we meet Daniel, who is Adam Brody. Oh, and she mentions when she's like going talking about the, his fucked up family, like in the mirror, something like, "And your alcoholic brother, who like always hits on me," and like. That's right. And then we he comes in, we hear him named Daniel, and we're like, I mean, at least I said, like, oh, yeah, mm. of course he's an alcoholic. He was complicit in a murder at age six. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yep. And that's mm-hmm. how we learned that the guy she's marrying is the one who was hidden away. And yes, Adam Brody is the older brother. So he's he's kind of evil in this one, too. He goes through a journey for sure. Let's just <laughs> let's just Henley, let's just listen to the movie. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have jumped ahead. It's just that trailer, you know? <laughs> Um, but so Daniel pops in and he's already kind of drunk and he's kind of roughhousing with Alex, like, oh, it's your big day, kind of giving him a hard time. And he turns to Grace and says, you know, it's not too late to back out. Like you can all, you can still change your mind. And then Alex turns to Grace and says, he's right though. You know, like it's not too late. You can still change your mind. And he's kind of serious about it. And she like looks at him like, no, like I'm, I'm all in. I'm, this is what I want. Let's do this. 
And then we go um, outside to the wedding reception area or whatever. And we're starting the ceremony. They're taking photographs and stuff. I guess it's post ceremony. So we start to meet some of the family members. There's the dad, um, who I'll probably just call dad. His name is Tony, but seems easier to say dad. We the dad is talking to Daniel before when they're taking portraits and being like, yeah, he could he could have done so much better. And Daniel says, oh, yeah, you wanted better for your favorite son. Uh, so we learned that Alex is the favorite son. Wait, clarifying question. Is it just their family? Like, is her family around? Are there friends there? We don't really meet any friends. We don't meet her family. OK, so they don't have any guests. Other guests. It's basically just <laughs> his family. That seems kind of strange, but OK. So, yeah. And then the mom, we, we the mom talks to Grace and is asking her, like, are you nervous? And she, yeah, she's weird, but is clearly tr- be, like trying to put her more at ease in a way like it, she's more on board with Grace where it at least is seeming to be more on board with Grace mm-hmm. than the dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and is like, look, I, you know, I, I know Alex is crazy about you and that's all that matters. And we're excited to have you in the family. Um, Grace is feeling more. She's feeling better about the family after the conversation with the mom. Uh, and then we meet Adam Brody's wife, Daniel's wife, who is named Charity, who right away just has a very icy attitude. She is not. I think she says right away she'll never be one of us. And Daniel, it doesn't. They don't seem they're not happy. Daniel says something to her like, oh, why? Yeah, because she has a soul like he's not he's not a happy person. He doesn't really seem to like his family, but he's also just a part of it. Right. Um, And then we see there are three maids who are comically like so. They look like cyborgs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look robotic. That's right. They look robotic. They look like spooky robots. Yeah. Spooky, sexy robots. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we see Aunt Helene who is incredibly scary with such a scowl on her face. She has like white kind of slicked back poofy hair and just like the meanest scowl on her face. She's just giving everybody a death stare, especially Grace. And then they get married, right? And then then we just we see them kiss. We see the end of the wedding. They kiss. uh, People clap. They walk down the aisle. Yay. Hooray. They got married. We go up to Alex's room. They start fooling around. They're like really happy. She starts trying to have sex. She's like, we just got married. Like, holy shit. That's awesome. And he's sort of stopping her as if there's a reason why they they can't Mm, do that yet. (laughs) And then all of a sudden she sees Aunt Helene in the corner of the room, but like the opposite corner of the room from the door. Like she's all of a sudden in the room. And so she's like, holy shit, where did she come from? Like, what the fuck? Oh, right. There's like a trap door, a hidden door or something. And so we learn that there are servants quarters, like servant hallways through the entire house with like a secret set of doors. Right. Aunt Helene basically says like, it's time or something like that. Like she's just being kind, kind of cryptic and spooky and walks out. And Grace is like, what the fuck was that? And... We learn, Alex says, ah, we have to play a game at midnight. This is a a tradition my family has. Every time a new person enters the family, we have to play 
a, a board game and it's stupid. But after this, you'll be part of the family. This is like the last thing. And then after this, they'll all accept you, basically. Oh, and we should mention, I don't know that we did. This family is very wealthy because they are a board. They have like a board game fortune. Yes. Board game dynasty. Board game tycoons. And she's like, do I have to win? And he says, no, you just have to play. And that's it. And she's like, OK, if it gets your family to accept me, like I'm I'm down. What would you guys do if this happened to you? <laughs> I think that I would have a lot of problems marrying into this family in the first place. I'd be right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd maybe not let it get this far. <laughs> Yeah, I also I've my biggest thing at this moment, because also like, you know, what's coming because you're watching a horror movie. So you're like, oh, well, this is going to get bad. But my biggest thing is your fiance should tell you that this is going to happen before. Yeah. Like, by the way, right? it's, we're bored. We're a game family. So like <laughs> after our wedding, they're going to make you play a game. It's just a thing we do as opposed to like, oh, by the way, anyway, it's happening right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which will lead me to another point that I'm going to have as we get a little further along of another thing that I'm like, hey, he should have done this before yep. now anyway yep we'll get he there. definitely does not do things correctly he doesn't handle it great <laughs> so they meet in the music room where they have some conversation they're like get drinks and have some conversations first where um she talks she ends up talking to the mom again um who was like your vows were so wonderful i'm so glad alex found you um and this is where we get a little bit of a backstory on grace where she mentioned oh the mom says like i had no idea you were raised in foster care yes and she says yeah i you know I, my foster parents loved me but they're you know it was always temporary and i've always wanted a permanent family uh that's why it was so important to me that me and alex get married because i really just wanted to be a permanent member of his family we get a little bit of a hint that alex has been removed from this family for a while like he didn't he didn't he yes. doesn't want to be so she says thank you for bringing him back to us because he's mm. been distant he doesn't want to have anything to do with us and this marriage is kind of what's brought him back into the fold and she says you promise me you'll do what you can to keep him close to us and like we want to be family too and so just do what you can to to make him try to be part of the family again we also get the the notion too when um grace is talking to the mom she says like oh alex would have been happy never she said like living in sin forever and joking like he didn't alex did also did not want to get married necessarily mm -hmm. it's clear he loves grace very much but he did not want to get married. It's It was Grace who really wanted to right. make it official in this way. And it is because she's never really had a, a permanent family. I think his reasons for not wanting to get married are seem pretty legitimate. <laughs> they <laughs> might be legitimate. Maybe should have shared that with her. Yeah. <laughs> it may seem as though there are some choices he could have made differently. And we're going to learn what all of those are. Because um, okay. they are they exist. Um, and somewhere in here. He's talking to his dad and his dad says, are you prepared to do what you have to do if she pulls that card? Yes. Yeah, so they say they they go like, OK, we play the game. We pull the card in this room. This is a family only room. And this is yeah the the room that we saw the doors close on that room in the opening sequence when the, the guy who got shot with the crossbow was dragged into this yes. room. We see it's the same room that they're brought into now. Um, which, yeah, has like taxidermied heads everywhere and weapons and is very spooky. Yeah. And we meet two new characters named Fitch and Emily, who are, I, I believe Emily is their sister, right? The third sibling. 
Yes. And she's like coked out of clearly her mind. kind of a fuck up and like a little bit crazy. And also very funny that she like missed the wedding. They come in and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Nice to meet you. You guys got married. It's so great. And she's like re- has this insane well, energy. And is like, we're going to be best friends. She's definitely coked out there. Um, um, Grace points to her nose. She has powder on her nose that she like wipes away. She's like legitimately. Yeah doing a bunch of coke and they like make jokes about how like oh it took them longer because they had to take their private jet like they just can't fly commercial anymore it's like so disgusting flying commercial um and they just come in with real crazy energy um and i I don't know if this is when but they their kids come arrive with them and are like running circles around the room being really crazy and one we didn't mention this i don't think in the opening sequence but all of the people, all of the family members aside from the kids in that in Alex and Daniel in that opening sequence with the crossbow are wearing these like very weird oh, creepy masks. masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and when their kid when Emily's kids come in, one of them, the older one, is wearing one of those masks. Um, like just playing with it. And so and then I think they say, like, okay, time you guys have to go to bed, and they like go up to go to bed. Mm-hmm. But we see that they have two children. Do wealthy people actually love to wear masks as much as Hollywood likes to depict wealthy people wearing masks Masquerade in a creepy way? Balls. I mean, if so, they're <laughs> having the time of their lives right now. <laughs> I did point. see a tweet of someone being like, like, Tom Cruise could just be walking among us right now and we wouldn't <laughs> even know. Um, and so I mean, like, maybe they do because anonymity, I don't know. And it's, you know. Freaky and kinky and rich people are weird. Freaky and kinky. What's the um sex cult um sanctuary? Yeah. <laughs> right? Is that it? I think that's what I it's called. So. Oh no, no, excuse me. It's sanctum. Sanctum. Oh, sanctum. Um, but okay, so now we're kind of all gathered around this big table and Tony, the dad the 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 patriarch of the family. Um, and he's kind of explaining the the ritual and the the history of the families like where our ancestor victor Le Do- domus made a deal with a man named Le lebel monsieur lebel monsieur lebel in exchange for doing this observing this tradition we would get a great fortune and this is something that their ancestor did in order to make this successful board game um whatever industry yeah Essentially, their whole success boils down to a deal their great, great uncle, great grandfather made with this man named LaBelle. Okay. Um, So what they have to do is there's this little like metal box that they put. They put a blank card in. And when it comes out. It prints something on it? It will set. Well, it's magic, I think. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. I missed that. Okay. And so, yeah, this is what they do when other people come into the family, whenever anyone gets married. And so Emily's husband, Fitch, says, you know, I played chess and Charity says I played old maid. Like, this is what we do. And and LaBelle decides what card comes out. Mm. Or that's just how it works. That's just how it works. Right. And so they give it to Grace to pull a card and she pulls it. And looks at it and giggles and she says, oh, it says hide and seek. And Alex looks so stressed, <laughs> like immediately. Oh, no. Honestly, everyone at the table stiff, like I, I, he looks the worst, but clearly all of them are like, 
oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, no one's amped. No one's like bloodthirsty and excited about it right now. No, but they are not in this moment committed to it, resigned to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she's kind of laughing. Obviously, she has no idea what that means. And so she's like, oh, who hides, who seeks? They're like, well, you'll be doing the hiding. And oh, God. she's like, well, there's no way I can win. Right. And he uh, um, Tony is like, well, you could stay hidden until dawn. And she like laughs like, huh, no, no, thanks. And <laughs> don't don't want to do that. And so they're staying. All of them are staying in this game room. She's the only one who's leaving. And as she's leaving, Alex try like whispers in her ear and is like, go to go to my room. Like when you leave this room, mm-hmm. go to my room. And she's like, no, like, no, I have to hide and you'll find me. And he's trying to he's really trying to impress her. Like, go to my room. But it's sort of he's not really able to convey that to her, which is another one where I was like, hey, you tell your first of all, you tell your fiance <laughs> there's going to be a game. Second of all, you say, don't think about this too much. I'll explain it later. If the card says hide and seek. Hide in my room. That's what I, that's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> hide it, go to my room if the card says hide and seek. He doesn't do that and shame on him. Yeah, he's not a forward, he's not, he's not a forward thinker. He's not a long-term no, planner. No, he really isn't getting ahead of this. For someone who knows exactly how this goes, he did not get ahead <laughs> of it. For someone who has had his entire life to, to think about this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't yep. make a lot of plans for it. He also, we got, you know, he didn't. There was a chance this wouldn't happen. Seemingly a pretty good one. Uh, he was but banking on that for even sure. Still, dude, fucking plan for it. Yeah, plan for it. Plan for it. Wow. Plan for it. Yeah. So they tell her that they will be turned. She says, oh, that's not really fair because you have obviously cameras everywhere. Security cameras. And they say, no, no, we'll turn those off. We respect tradition. It has to be just like it was you know, however many hundred years ago that this tradition started. So they turn the cameras off and they turn on a record. Mark your bingos. <gasps> Another and record player. Record. That's one, that is one that I would not expect to show up as often as it does in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a record player. And it plays a little hide and seek themed song. It says it's literally the record literally says the hide and seek song. And it's like, Deep, 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 deep. Ready to go? We're going to play the hide and seek. So it's like creepy and weird and like. <laughs> yeah. And so she runs upstairs and. She's still wearing her full wedding dress and heels, by the way. Uh, we're cutting back and forth between her looking for a hiding spot and the family like gearing up with weapons, taking shotguns, crossbows, axes off the wall. Each like, one of them is given one weapon and they're all like very old school. A shotgun, a huge like fucking machete thing. Yeah. Um, a crossbow, an old timey little gun. They're making jokes like Fitch is like, am I supposed to fucking know how to use this? Like they don't do this. They've never done this oh, before. Oh, a bow and arrow. Right. Um, yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not well practiced with this. Um, right. And the mom says to Alex, who's like, sit, he's like sitting on a couch in that room, just like completely shaken. She says to him, like, mm, maybe you should just stay here until the game is over. over. Yeah. Um. They shut the doors on him. Yeah. And they and the mom asks Charity to stand outside the doors and make sure he stays in the room. And 
Grace eventually hides in the dumb waiter, the little like service elevator thing where you put meals in to move them from floor to floor. We see Alex in the game room, stressed, kind of pacing. And there's a trap door that goes to the service that the service place service tunnels. Yeah. So these trap doors that were meant revealed to us earlier um, when Helene all of a sudden showed up in his bedroom, he notices that there is a servant's door in that room that he could sneak through and not be seen leaving. Yeah. So he he does that. that. Eventually, Charity comes in to try to... She says, oh, Alex, do you need some company? Like, this must be really hard for you. (laughs) We're all trying to kill your wife. We're all about to kill your wife. (laughs) Um, And he is gone. So she's like, oh, fuck. And then we go back to Grace in the dumbwaiter. She gets out. She just, I guess, gets bored. She's like... Yeah, she's like, I'm... She even says out loud, she's like... "Uh." Yeah, all right, enough of this. Uh, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So she starts kind of tiptoeing around the hallways and making her way towards Alex's room. And as she's doing that, we hear one of the maids kind of yelling, Georgie. Oh, yes. we. So we saw um, one of the three spooky robot sexy maids. It was um, <laughs> had been reading bedtime stories to Emily's two kids. She fell asleep. She wakes up and Georgie, the older one who was wearing the mask before, is out of bed. So she gets up and starts walking through the house being like, Georgie, where'd you, where'd you go? Mm-hmm. Um, Grace sees her and is kind of hiding from her, too. I don't know, just in case kind of ducks. Like into- all in good fun. Like, oh, it's hide and seek. I'm going to keep hiding. Goes into Alex's room, kind of ducks behind his bed. She goes into the she's she backs into like the doorway. She's sort of like hiding behind the wall, peeking. Mm-hmm. And a hand comes from behind her mouth ah, that's over right. her mouth and pulls her into the room. And it's Alex. And she's like, what the fuck? You're, you scared the shit of me. And he's like, shut up, shut up. Come behind my bed. And he pulls her behind the bed. And so they're hiding back there. And then the maid comes into that room looking for Georgie still kind of walking around in the room. And then we just see her get shot in the head and collapse onto the ground. And Emily walks in kind of screaming and freaking out like, I got her, I got her. And then immediately Daniel is like, does she look like she's wearing a wedding dress? Like, that's (laughs) not her. And then the dad is the dad's like, Emily. Why would you shoot her in the head? She needs to be alive for the ritual. You need to aim for the body. Like, you're, what are you doing? And Emily is like super coked out, being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she like kneels down. She's like, are you okay? Are you, are you okay? And she's like been shot like through the eye and is, is like pooling blood out of her mouth. And it's just like, it's nasty. Um, yeah. But, and they're all like, this is an interesting moment, I think, because it's clear they're not just like, murderers who will kill whoever like they're all really upset that this other woman is getting killed and because they're like what the fuck like what are you supposed to do with this person and like and i think i think emily is the one who says like what does it count like can it still count if we use her and they're like no it has to be the bride meanwhile grace and alex are behind the bed hiding hearing all of this and grace is like grace saw her get shot and is like freaking out and like crying and has her own hand over her mouth and is hearing them be like it has to be the bride wow this is not this is a horrible wedding night this is awful news horrible wedding night horrible yeah and they don't they don't obviously they're they're not you know skilled murderers but they're definitely not too worried about like the 
you know, sanctity of human life. <laughs> There's definitely no, no, more no, of an no. inconvenience. No. But they're, they're, they're achieving, they're, they're after a specific goal. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, what do we do with her? Well, uh, the mom says, well, we better car- carry her out of here. Grace can't see her. Um, so they start carrying her out. And then Alex is like, okay, we got to fucking move. Like, get up, get your shoes. We got to get out of here. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And he says, you picked the one card. Like, this is the only card that would have, that this would have happened. If you pick the hide and seek card, unfortunately, my family thinks they have to kill you before the sun rises. And he's like, they think that if you, they don't kill you before sunrise, that we will all die. That our whole family will die. He says, yeah, I'm not going to let that happen to you. You're everything to me. I'm going to sneak you out of here. And she's like, why the fuck didn't you tell? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Why didn't you tell me? And he's like, well, you're the one who wanted to get married. And she's no. like, this is my <laughs> And like freaks out at him. And he's like, no, no, sorry, sorry. He's like, you're the most important thing in the world to me. If I had told you this, you wouldn't, you would have left me. Like, I wouldn't have you if you knew that my family was this fucked up. Um, but yeah, he's like, so I got to get you out of here, but the house is on lockdown right now. Um, so she's got her sneakers on and she rips her wedding dress into a little midi dress. (laughs) Yeah. He tells her, he's like, go follow this hallway all the way down. Take the door at the end. It gets you to the kitchen. Meanwhile, I'm going to go back to the house. I'm going to go to the security room and I'm going to unlock. So the. When you turn the cameras off, they have a system set that there's like one lever that turns the cameras off and locks all the doors like it's an electronic system. So he's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to release that so that the doors unlock. But you have to get to the kitchen on your own so that I can do that so that then you can escape and I will meet you there. She's like, don't do not leave me. And he's like, I have to. If I don't go do this, there's you won't be able to get out. Um, so he goes to do that. And meanwhile, she go- continues down. She, yeah, she rips off her little dress. She's wearing yellow Converse. She looks really cool. Um, and she continues on to try to go to the kitchen to, to get out. She gets to the end of the hallway and there are two doors. Um, so she's kind of looking back and forth like, fuck, he didn't say which door. And opens one and the whole family is there. It's like the dad (laughs) and the sister and Daniel. They're carrying the dead maid like down the hallway. And Um, they're like, found her. And then Emily is on the other end of the hall and it's like, ah, don't fuck it up this time and shoots um, Grace ducks. And so she's kind of like shooting at her family and it's like this whole commotion. They're like, Emily, what the fuck are you doing? And so the, uh, in that, Grace is able to duck out and like run down a, a staircase into a different part of the house and kind of lose them. And um, uh, then the family is in the room together, kind of trying to get their weapons back in order because she's like, well, I'm so bad at the gun or whatever. I Emily is not doing well with her current weapon. So she's like, uh, Fitch is like, well, you can try my crossbow. And then as she's holding the crossbow, maid number two runs in and is like, I just, uh, I think I see her over there or something. I can't remember what she says, but then Emily turns to face her and accidentally fires off the crossbow and shoots maid number two in the head. So she is. So just- now we've killed 
two maids. <laughs> Killing those also, maids. both of these things were in the trailer. You guys were yes. right. That's it was yeah. Like, it was that was too much. That was both scenes right in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too much in that trailer. Um, but um, so somewhere in here, she runs into. I guess I don't know the music room. We'll just say who knows what all these rooms are. Who knows a, a room, <laughs> another a big room. room, another room in the house, and Daniel is in there. And yeah, he he tells her he's like he they see each other. She sort of freezes and he goes, just came in here to get another drink and just like goes, fills up his glass. Um, and she's like, Daniel, you have to help me get out of here. Like, I, I you you're a good person. Alex loves you. You don't want to do this. Um, and what does he say? I don't know. He's kind of just like, I'll give you a head start. Yeah, but he's like, I'm sorry. I this I have to do this. this is... have to, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. He's like, I, I'm not a, a. I'm not a good person. That's Alex. I'm not like who you think I am. Yeah. Um. I'll, yeah, but like, I'll I'll give you a 10 second head start. So run. Yeah. Um. So she runs, and he, and we see him counting, and he he goes like one, one one thousand, two one thousand. Two and a quarter. What? Like we he, we can tell he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't mm-hmm. really give a fuck either way. But eventually he does scream. She's in the study, and she has already run away by then. And then we go to Grace, who is kind of she runs into the game room and pulls a shotgun off the wall. She needs a weapon, so she pulls a shotgun off the wall and like this big crazy ammunition like bullet strap thing. Um, it's clear she doesn't know how to really use it. I mean, why would you? Why would you? Sure. And she goes into the kitchen. There's, um... Yeah, so she goes into the kitchen, tries the door, sees that it's still locked. So Alex has not yet made it to the security room to unlock the doors. Uh, She hears the butler start whistling from the hallway, entering the kitchen. So she ducks down behind the kitchen island Mm -hmm. to sort of hide herself. And the butler comes in and starts washing dishes while whistling very loudly that, um... He really loves that song. He does love that song. And so she's kind of crouched hiding from him and she's trying to load the shotgun, but when she opens the gun, it makes a click and everything she does makes a little noise. So he keeps kind of being like, what is that? And kind of moving to explore. So it's the, you know, classic thing of you moving around a corner and him looking around the corner and he just, you know, does, he doesn't see her. Eventually, she, when she closes the barrel of the shotgun, he hears it. Meanwhile, Alex is watching through the security cameras. Uh, yeah, Alex has made it to the security room. Turns He turns on the camera so he can see where she is. Mm-hmm. So he's like watching this being like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And eventually the butler hears her. She pops up. She tries to shoot him. It doesn't work. And he like laughs at her and he's like, the ammunition's just for show. Like, that's not going to work. And which is like crazy because they all also grabbed weapons off the wall. Like, why wouldn't it work? <laughs> that's like, we're all there. She weapons. grabbed the wrong one. I don't know. She I grabbed guess. the wrong one. But so she grabs a kettle filled with hot water that he was just making himself tea with, 
dumps hot water, like boiling hot water on his face. So she like fights him and, get, and manages to get away. But he's mm-hmm. sort of blocking the door, I think. Like even when he gets burned, he's still like in front of that exit door. So she sort of runs, runs away. While that's happening, the dad goes into the security camera room. And when we get there, we see that Alex has unlocked the doors. And then he bashes apart the security system with a fire extinguisher breaking the they're like breaking all the monitors and making it making them unable to lock the doors again. Well, he's finally done something useful, so that's good. He has. However, mm-hmm. they they c- come in to the security room. I think the dad comes in. Him and his dad get in a huge fight and he's like, "That's my wife." And he strangles his dad and like almost kills him. He's like l- l- the look in his eyes is like, "I will kill my dad." And yeah, he's like, "Yeah." And then I think at the last second, he kind of drops him. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel comes in and is like, hey, like sort of standing over his shoulder being like uh, and, and he we get the impression in the movie thus far that like Daniel and Alex are very close. Alex really looks up to Daniel. Daniel looks out for Alex. They love each other very much. And so Daniel comes over to him and he's like, hey, you, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. Knowing that he's like about to kill his dad. So Alex backs off and alex is like you gotta help me please help me like i love her please help me Uh, meanwhile the dad is like sputtering on the ground and then the dad comes up from behind and knocks alex on the head and said like says to daniel whose side are you on and he says well i distracted him didn't i and then they like carry alex's unconscious body away and then grace is still in the house because then (laughs) she she's she's running down a hallway and she sees maid number three in a dumb waiter, kind of hidden. Why is she hiding? I guess she's just scared because the other two maids. She, saw, she knows the two other maids have died. Yeah, so she yeah. she's like in the trying to hide in the dumb waiter and like calls out to to Grace and is like, "What's going on? I don't understand what's happening." Like two of the maids died. Like what the fuck? And Grace is like, "They're after me. They're not after you. Switch places with me. Let me hide in there. You get out. You're like you'll be fine." <laughs> oh, and the God. maid is panicked, and so she goes. She's over here and screams to try to get the family's attention. Grace is like, no, fuck it. Like, no. And in her. So then the inmate attempts to get back in the dumbwaiter to, like, hide again. And accidentally, as she's doing that, hits the switch to turn the doors on to the dumbwaiter. And Sammy, you should explain this because I looked away. (laughs) Oh, she just gets crushed. Just a simple crush. She just gets a simple crush. They can't (laughs) stop the doors and her like torso gets crushed in the Mm -hmm. dumbwaiter and she she dies uh dies (laughs) so all the maids are dead i'm trying to picture what this looks like like how could she not get out in time i wondered that that i i was like just move into it if anything i would maybe not try to get out i would maybe try to pull myself back in um she's just like really panicking and it's like sort of can't decide whether to move in or out and then it's too late and they're closing and she just gets crushed um, but OK, so the family regroups again, um, kind of like where oh they see maid number three is dead. They're like, what the fuck? She's taking us all out. Why can't we fucking find her and get her? Oh, they have Alex handcuffed. Oh, duh. To his bed. And Aunt Helene says he's probably lost his way. Um, he's been away from the family. And we find out that she is the bride from the opening scene. And she says Mm. he's like me, who I was in denial of my fate at the time when this happened to me, when really I should have been the one to kill 
my husband, myself. He's the one who's meant to lead this family. I like uh, Alex's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex's. They're like the mom and dad are like, what do you mean? He's like, he's left us. He's been away. Um, and she says, well, why is he the only one who's ever seen LaBelle in his chair? Earlier in the movie, like there is a chair that remains empty and the dad says something like, here's looking at you, Mr. LaBelle or something <laughs> like that. Um, so, yeah, she's like, why is he the only one who's seen Mr. LaBelle in his chair? And uh, they're like, he was five. He could have been lying or just making right. it up or dreaming. Like, who knows? Um, and uh, meanwhile, we see Grace has made it outside and is standing sort of like on the ledge outside of Alex's window, hearing all of this mm-hmm. being said. They all leave his room to go try to find her again. And we see that Alex was faking being unconscious. He also heard everything that yeah. was just said. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but yeah, so then go back to Grace. She jumps from the second story. Makes it down, kind of running down through the the grounds, makes it to this barn that is... Man, this was a time where I was like, oh, man, because you realize, like, okay, cool, she made it out of the house, but this property is fucking huge. Like, she still has so far to go before she makes it off this property, Yeah, um, which I was really bummed about. (sighs) This is why we all need to be running in our free time, you know, just in case anything like this ever happens to you. It's good to know you can just run. We should all be doing endurance training. Mm hmm. Just in case. Um, But she makes it into this goat barn. (laughs) You know how everyone has a goat barn filled with goat thing. And goats. So cute. (laughs) I love goats. (laughs) While she's in there, Georgie comes in. She sees that it's Georgie, the oldest son, and stands up and is like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God, Georgie. Thank God it's you. Look, you have to help me. They're trying to kill me. Like being like, oh, he's a child. This is great. I'm this is fine. Mirroring that. Not unlike earlier scene. The opening sequence. Exactly. And she's like, got her hands up, like, please help me. And he pulls out a gun and he shoots her right through the palm of her hand. And it takes a big circle chunk out of her hand. You could see through her hand. You see right through it. And she screams. And then with her other hand, punches him in the head and like knocks him him right in the face and knocks him out. (laughs) It's pretty great. (laughs) It's really funny. And I will say Georgie probably is about. 11 or 12. Yeah, maybe I was maybe I'm mixing mixing up those kids. Yeah, Georgie's like older. Um, and then she falls into there's like a little little um trap door. What do you call like a cellar door almost? And yeah, mm -hmm. falls through that. And there's a bunch of dead goat carcasses down there so she falls with her freshly shot open wound i said out loud to joel as i was watching oh henley would hate this because it is i hate it filthy it's nasty and she's freshly wounded and she falls into this nasty carcass pit and there are flies everywhere and she immediately vomits it is Nasty. I'd say this is the, I hate it. This is the toughest part of the movie for sure. This is the toughest part. She looks so it's we see it's a bunch of goat carcasses. Some of them look more recent than others. Mm-hmm. 
But she looks to her other side and we see a skeleton with two crossbow arrows through mm. it, um, who is the the husband from the beginning. So we got human and non-human corpses in this pit. But OK, so she goes to try to climb back out. There's like a ladder, but she obviously has a huge hole in her hand. And so oh, she's kind God. of trying to like one handed balance on this ladder. It's also like an old, rickety, unstable ladder. And she's got a, a decent way to climb to get out. Yeah. Um, and so she slowly but surely makes it to the top with her good hand, kind of holding her bad hand to her body. And then as she gets her hand on the top, the whole like ladder collapses. So she's just dangling with one from one hand. And so she it's also like dirty and slippery and mm. and so we know she's going to need to use that second hand. To, she can't pull herself out one handed. No. And no. we unfortunately this see is a part where I <laughs> did not watch it. Well, we un- didn't watch this unfortunately part. see a big nail on the I had seen that and was <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. Where you would assume her second hand would go. And she has not seen the nail. She does not know Just it's us. there. Just us. She uses all of her force to swing that second hand up <gasps> no. and just slams it right onto that nail, screaming in pain, but with no choice but to pull herself up. She pulls herself up with her fucking wounded hand <gasps> with a nail through it and gets out. And doesn't she like say fuck you to the kid? She's like, fuck you, Georgie, like to his like yeah, unconscious she's like, little. <laughs> you little motherfucker. She's like, really? Really pissed, and I am too. Her acting is so good in this moment. I like really. She's very good. She's very good, and this moment in particular, just like watching her, just be like, just like oh, the pain, and she rips the sleeve off her wedding dress to like make a little tourniquet around her very wounded hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so she then gets out of that barn, starts running, trying to find her way out of this property, makes it to, uh, the, a gate and finds a loose bar rod, rod I guess. Yeah. yeah and it's trying to like pry cause it's not, the, the gate isn't wide enough for her to fit through, but there's one loose rod. And so she has to kind of pry. Vertical slats. Yeah. So she pries this one off, breaks it off, making a bigger opening but it has now like a jagged piece of metal sticking oh, out of it no and she's oh, this is a really no. rough uh <laughs> 10 minutes of this yeah. movie no, um no, i no, really no, no. hated it and like, this is once again a moment where i was like no i will not be looking at this part <laughs> but you can hear it and you know it's happening <laughs> and it's bad so she sees a car coming and she's like fuck i gotta get out here and signal this car this is my chance because they're kind of in the middle of nowhere there's no neighbors around that's another thing i realized at this moment is not only is this an insanely huge property but then it's the only property for a good stretch because that's how it is when you're fucking rich yeah Mm -hmm. um and so she starts squeezing out through this gap but this one jagged piece of the like wrought iron gate is slicing her back open. <gasps> and she just has, I guess, 
no choice. She has to get out. And so she pushes herself through and it's going ah. like inches into her. It's like digging into her back ah. and cuts. It's okay. so Also, awful. Emily, you hate knives. Like you hate I- like hated yeah knowing oh. that this was happening hated it <laughs> oh hated it so much um it's bad it's bad but she makes it out and runs in time for this car that's driving by and kind of runs in front of it she's like help me help me help me you got to help me and the guy slows down for a second and then speeds back up is like get out of the way and and speeds off and she watches him go and then says fucking rich people (laughs) oh my god and so just on foot kind of runs into the woods meanwhile they know that she has gotten out they've kind of seen i guess where she's going and they send the butler the butler has survived his hot water scalding his face is fucked up but he's like okay yeah and so they send him after her so he he even like he's very dutiful too. he he like comes in and he's the one who lets them know he's like I was unable to repair the security footage I, the doors remain unlocked she's out but like I'll I will get her I pro-. like he like is committed to being like I will get her don't worry like he's on board with this mission yeah and so he's out in his car driving after her and he eventually sees her and tries to like drive her off the road and she like dives i don't know he gets her he like he he swerves off and gets out of his car runs after her on foot chases her pins her to the ground and then she kind of gets the better of him eventually and with her he's like an older guy yeah not old but like they could be evenly matched if he was if you were fighting for your life and he was not Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you'd probably find a way to try to get at him and she uses her ripped uh dress bloodied dress sleeve to strangle him and strangles him until he loses consciousness so we have a win and she gets in the car however this is a moment where so he has a he tries to shoot a gun at her and she knocks out of his hand and then they're like hand hand fighting and she knocks him out she does not get the gun off the floor which I was like, God oh, right. damn it, you better get that gun. But also, she's just trying to escape. Right. She does get in the car, and I was like, oh, cool, run him over. She also doesn't do that. Mm. Um, she gets in the car and speeds off, which, you know, you would do. But yes. uh, boy, do I wish she'd gotten that gun and or driven over that man. Yes, definitely. One of my complaints overall, actually, is that she doesn't kill enough people. <laughs> I was like, she. Be- I agree. She I- better start fucking killing people sometime. I was like bloodthirsty. I mean, it makes <laughs> sense. I think that in this moment, her main goal is just like escape. I have to get away. Yeah. Like they're trying to kill me. I have to get away. I think I'm conditioned in horror movies to like have it be same. Like you want some revenge, I guess. Um, I know. I was like. Truly, I couldn't believe she didn't drive over him. But then I did take a second to think, wow, that would be a deeply upsetting thing to do is drive a car over a human sort of like no matter what. Yeah, it's probably more realistic to not to not do that. Yeah, that would be deeply traumatic. Yeah. So I get it. Um, But I wanted it also. (laughs) Um, But okay, so she doesn't she gets in the car. She's driving away and she uses the little like gps whatever like security system in the car to call the like it's like off- a mapping over um like on star like the little button she presses yeah and he's like 
he's like, how can I help you? And she's like, you have to call the police. Um, I, I'm hurt. I'm in trouble. Like, please help me. People are trying to kill me. And he's like, okay, let me take a look. Let me see if I can help you with that. Um, and then he says, oh, it seems that this car has been reported stolen. So I'm not sure that I can, uh, that I can help you. And she's like, no, no, no. Like call the police, like send someone here. And he's like, no, I think I'm so sorry. I have to, sh to shut down the car's engine. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that an th actual real thing? Can they like shut down a car remotely? Yeah, I think they can. I think they can. In, yeah, in, like that fancy, I think is real. fancy fucking cars. Yeah, they can. That are like automat, automat, like self-driving cars, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But so the car slows down and stops. She's like, "Fuck!" And pretty quickly, that butler pops up in that driver's side window. Like we knew we would. Smashes it, grabs her, knocks her unconscious. Yeah. Uh, no, shoots her with the gun that he left behind, that she did not take uh, yes. from him. But it is a dart gun. He shoots her in the shoulder. She passes uh, it. Right. She's like tied up in the backseat of the car. So then he, the butler, calls the main house to say, I got her. I, we're coming back. Yeah, like face FaceTimes them, essentially, uh -huh. like on video chat up on his dashboard. And they're all gathered around being like hooray thank god we got her and then he puts on his favorite song and he blasts volume up way up because he's feeling great about his big victory while he's blasting his music we see grace waking up in the back seat and kind of coming to and they also, on the other end of the video chat, see her sitting up in the back seat and they're starting to try to yell at him. She's awake, but he's blasting his music so loud that he can't hear them. And she uses, I think she uses her feet and like kicks because she's tied up mm -hmm. and kicks him in the head from the back seat, causing like an act. Multiple times, like kicks him, kicks him again kicks him he loses control of the car and the car flips and tumbles we get one of those cool shots from inside the car when it's when it's um flipping and going all crazy glass flying everywhere them kind of looking like there's no gravity for a second i always like those shots um, yeah those are fun and then the car crashes it seems like maybe he's died i think he has died but so grace gets out of the car and who is there but daniel just taking a little walk in the woods and he says to her man i came out here to get away from all this craziness like why are you disturbing my tranquility and he's got a gun in his hand or a, a shotgun i think and mm -hmm. he's kind of raising it and she again is like daniel daniel you don't want to do this you don't want to kill me you don't want me to die and he says <sighs> sorry I, I, I want to go back because there is a moment that happens before this scene that, that I feel like is important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Somewhere in the midst of all of this, Daniel and Emily, his sister, take the bodies of the maids <laughs> and dump them into the goat pit, the corpse pit that we saw earlier. And meanwhile, they're talking and Daniel's like, what the fuck like this is not normal what the fuck is this like this is insane that we have to do this shit um and and he's like you know maybe we deserve to die like 
why are we even following through with this? We're clearly fucked up. And Emily says, well, my kids don't. Um, And that sort of takes him back, you know, gives him pause for a second being like, oh, right. You have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, At which point, Georgie, her son, comes to who had been punched by Grace. And she's like, oh, my God, Georgie, what happened? And he comes over to her and and he's like, I um, I shot the lady. (laughs) Uh, And and she's like. Uh, or one of them is like, oh, my God, like, why did you why did you do that? And he says, well, that's what everybody else was trying to do. And and then Emily like holds him and says, I am so proud of you. Oh, no. Um, cut two. Now we're in the woods with Grace. Daniel sees her. And so in this moment, I'm thinking, oh, OK, we heard him doubting these choices. Maybe he's not going to give her up. I don't remember exactly what he says to her. Well, he he raises the gun to her and he says, I can't let my whole family die because of you. Um, and so he raises his gun to shoot her and she's like talking to him and says, can't you see that that's like this is insane? Like, obviously, nothing is going to happen if you don't kill me. Like, it's not this is not real. Like, I can't believe you guys all believe this. This is not real. And he he takes the butt of the gun and knocks her out. And then the dad pops out. He's hiding in the woods, too. And so the father and son have a little moment of like, OK, I'm glad you like came to your senses. Let's go. We're running out of time. Let's take her back. Yeah, because again, once again, this all has to happen before dawn. It didn't start until midnight. And a lot of time has passed. Yeah. Ritual time. It's ritual time. (laughs) Yeah. So they're all putting on their cloaks, their spooky cloaks. This is like the hot fuzz, the hot fuzz part for the greater good, (laughs) the greater good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, And um, but then we also see Alex is still handcuffed and he has a big conversation with his mom. His mom comes in to talk to him. And meanwhile, he's been tr- he's been trying to like saw the hand use the handcuffs to sort of saw through the bedpost that he's handcuffed to. Mm-hmm. We've seen him sort of doing that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so now his mom comes in and they start talking. I can't totally remember what he says, but he kind of says like his resentments against the family. He's like, I just can't believe that we fucking sacrificed a goat every fucking month and that that was normal. Like, so yeah, she goes, she's <laughs> like, why? You know, why did you ever leave us uh, talking about how much like. She misses him. She loves him. Sorry this had to happen. Um, You knew it was a possibility. And he says, growing up in this family, what's so crazy is like, I did think this stuff was normal. Like we would sacrifice goats and I would. What's so crazy is I thought it was a normal thing to do. And I realized you'll do you'll think anything is normal if your family tells you to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, but then I met Grace and she made me feel like I could be a good person and I didn't have to do these things. And like, so if it comes down to it, I choose grace and I will choose her over you guys. And she says, if you really were going to choose her over us, you wouldn't have let her pull a card, but you let her pull a card. Mm -hmm. So I think you do believe in all of this. Mm -hmm. Right. They also make mention of someone previously in the family who got married without doing this ritual and they died. And so we see that Alex probably on some level does believe this. Um, Yeah, that this is real. Um, But okay, so we're now back in the game room and or whatever, I guess. Yeah, a little sacrifice room. Everyone's cloaked up. 
<laughs> Grace is tied down to the table, and a, the table is has a pentagram on top of it. Uh, duh. We're chant. We're chanting in Latin, chanting, passing from one to the next. This goblet of some, I don't know, wine or something that they must drink as they do this ritual. And then as they're kind of getting ready, they have like a a a, a knife, I think, that they're preparing, mm-hmm. and then. As they're kind of chanting in Latin, they all start vomiting. Well, they, he, so they, yeah, so he, the father is at the head of the table and he like picks up the knife over her chest and they're all like, hail Satan, hail Satan. <laughs> yeah, another and hail he Satan. goes to do it and then freezes and they're all like, look at him. And then, yeah, they all just start puking what looks like blood. Yeah, it like, it's looks like, like black they're puking vomit. up blood. Ew, and gross. Everyone except... Daniel. And Daniel unties Grace and starts <gasps> running with her. And and he's like, okay, we got... Was, wait, was Alex in this ritual too? Alex is was still he? handcuffed upstairs. Oh, he's still handcuffed. Okay, okay. And so Daniel is running with Grace and she's like, did you just kill them? And he says, no, no, no. They'll shit weird for a week, but they'll be okay. Like, they'll just take a nap. <laughs> yeah, so he poisoned the goblet presumably with something um, so that he could get grace out so the turn that we thought had happened in daniel did happen and i was very happy yeah also i said it before i'll say it again i thought adam brody was very good in this movie good like his character and his journey i really bought like i thought it paid off and made sense to me every step of the way yeah um, I agree. Um, so, but they're running. Um, Daniel and Grace are running. Meanwhile, we do see that Alex has finally broken through, broken through the headboard and, and is free. Um, but then Charity pops up with a gun and confronts Daniel and Grace. And she's pointing the gun. And Daniel puts himself in front of Grace, like blocking the line of fire. And so this is now husband and wife, wife holding a gun to her husband. And he's like, no, we're leaving. We got to get out of here. This is crazy. And she says to him, Charity says, oh, yeah. Yeah. She says, you really don't care if I die, because the the belief is that if Grace doesn't die, all of them will die. And so she's realizing that her husband is willing to sacrifice her to save Grace. And himself. And himself, yeah. Um, Mm. But in that moment, Charity shoots her husband in the neck. Uh, Daniel drops to the ground, kind of choking on his blood. And uh, Grace has a cool moment of, while... Charity is kind of fiddling with the gun to try to reload it. She goes and grabs it from her hand, like knocks it out of her hand and then goes and pulls the trigger to shoot her. And it's like out of bullets. But I just like there was no hesitation in her about to kill Charity. And I liked that. She wasn't conflicted. Mm -hmm. She's like, fuck you. I'm trying to kill you. So then she she takes the gun and uses the butt of the gun to knock her uh, out, knock knock Charity out and goes back over to Daniel. Um, who's definitely dying. Yeah. 100%. Oh, no. And there's no saving him. So she just kind of says, thank you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and he does. He looks to her and like one of his last words is like, go. Yeah, like he get like, out of here. knows what he did and is like, get get out of here. Um, so she nice. so she runs to leave. And then um, as she's out, Alex comes down and finds Daniel 
dying, his brother dying and kind of kneels and is crying like, oh, my God. Um, He's like, don't leave me. I need you. I need you. Like, please, Daniel, stay with me. Like, clearly, like, very desperate. Like, this is the one member of his family he he truly loves and watches him die. And then we're so sad. And then we're back with Grace, who is in another room and uh, like arrow flies by her head and hits the wall behind her. She turns and the mom, Andy McDowell, and her bow and arrow are like at the door. And she's like, in my defense, it's been a while since I've shot the bow and arrow. Um, So they have a big altercation. They're both trying to kill each other. Eventually, Grace gets uh they get in like a scuffle on the ground grace gets on top of the mom and sees the metal card box that she drew the card from in the opening mr labelle's famous Mm -hmm, box mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she uses it to beat her to death smash her head in holy shit it's crazy really yeah, so violently. She, gets the, she finally gets the upper hand and grabs the box and smashes it and knocks her out like she's knocks her out she's won and then rather than get up and leave and try to escape like she's done before she just keeps goes to going town. and going and and is screaming and is like fuck you fuck your family fuck you and is like it's brutal and as that's happening alex walks in seeing his new bride murder his mother really really violently (laughs) she says like "Uh, um i'm sorry (laughs) yeah she like looks at him and just like clearly so shocked like everything that's happened she's like in shock she's got her fucking hand she's had a terrible night Mm -hmm. um and she looks at him and says i'm i'm sorry and he says I'm uh, I'm sorry too. Does Alex know the charity shot Daniel? Do you think no, he, he didn't that? see that. He didn't see that. No, but. yeah. Okay. But I mean either way, he's clearly dealing with the knowledge I think that he's the reason that then Daniel and his mom are both dead essentially because if he had just let the if he just let them kill Grace then they would also both be alive still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot to take in in this moment. <laughs> um And he says to her, you're never going to stay with me after this. Um, No, (laughs) no, 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 absolutely not. And they're both devastated over that fact, too. I think like at least from the beginning, they did seem very much in love with each other. Mm -hmm. So he goes to her and like puts a hand on her face or he try- he starts going to her and she's like backing. She's very obviously scared of him too. She's scared of everything. He strokes her cheek and you know they're kind of having a little last little moment of goodbye or what's happening. It also happening. though is really scary. Like I was I was very scared. We're all scared. And for in good this reason moment. because then he grabs her head in between his hands and she starts saying like Alex Alex you're hurting me. A- Alex stop. <gasps> and he says she's in here she he yells out to his family so everyone else runs in he puts his hand over her mouth she's screaming underneath his hand like cannot believe that at the end of all this it's him it's him and so they all run in they're <gasps> like okay fuck 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 let's do this the sun's about to rise it's almost done they get her back on the table they're just holding her down they don't <gasps> have time to tie her down 
So they're holding her down. And now and they're like quickly chanting like, yeah, he'll see it. He'll see it. Like a quick version of the thing they did before. And now Alex is at the head of the table holding the knife, going to do the honors of stabbing her. Mm-hmm. He's holding the knife up above her. And as he's going to plow it down into her, she digs her nails into one of the people holding her. So she's able to they, they loosen their grip for a second so she can move out of the way. But she like he turns her shoulder and then so he 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 misses and stabs her in the shoulder instead of the the heart. And then she is able to jump up. Does she pull the knife out of herself so that she yep, can So the knife stays in her shoulder and she like Jesus. and they're all freaking out like what the fuck happens? So she in the chaos gets off the table, pulls a knife out of her shoulder and like holds it to all of them in the corner and is like and it, it, they're all sort of standing like. Uh, fuck oh no fuck like she lets no out one's a really moving really crazy scream though i just want to say it almost sounds like a goat like it's a very animalistic scream like i thought it was a really interesting choice it's like not a human scream it's like a very good desperate <sighs> desperation scream of like i'm willing to fucking do what i have to do to survive right now and she looks wild and also like t- scary like there's reason for them to now be because yeah, they've now tried. She's no, seen them try to sacrifice her twice, and now they know that. Yeah, yeah, she'll do anything to them if she and has she's to. lost all hope of anyone being on her side. Yeah, exactly. Yes. She's oh, and they alone. also saw they saw they didn't see the murder happen, but they came in and saw um, the mother, the mom that she has murdered, dead, and they are all really upset about that. Uh, very, uh, I'm just going to point this out because I had to see it and it was really nasty and I hated it. Um, they they need the box for the ritual um, and the, she used the box to beat the uh, mom to death and they picked the box up off the floor and it has like her hair attached ew. to it. <laughs> ew, <laughs> it's so gross. It is really gross. So I really hated it. Um, but then I told you guys about it, so sorry. <laughs> but okay, so she is up and waving the knife at them and they see out the window the sun is up. It is full morning. They all freeze and they turn, open the wind, open the curtains and they're like, "Oh my god, oh my god." They all are freaking out. They do a fun thing where when they open, they like open the curtains to see that it's daylight and every single one of them goes like and like hides as if at the mere beam of sun. (laughs) Yes. That like as soon as sun hits them, they will be dead. Um, And then nothing happens. And uh, what's his name? Emily's husband. Fitch. Fitch is like, I fucking knew it. It's all bullshit. Like. This is all so stupid. I can't believe it. They're all having this moment of like, oh my God, I can't believe this isn't real. And they're all like looking at her like, well, what do we do now? Like, what do we do with her? And um, Aunt Helene is she's like the most diehard like she, she and she's looking at the empty chair like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry we let you down and she has the huge machete by the way that's been her weapon of choice for the whole uh, evening yeah and so she's like i'm so sorry i let you down but like i'm still gonna follow through like she still has to die and she goes and grabs that big machete and ho- hoists it and is about to bring it down on grace and then she explodes <laughs> just like from the center and guts go everywhere and she just like pop is gone and then what? and then Fitch explodes and then 
uh, charity explodes, and one by one, we're all exploding. And and oh, the uh, Emily and her two kids start running out of the room, and and they're like, <laughs> "Oh no, no!" And like we see at like as they run out the hallway, like one, two, three, just like body <laughs> explosions come through. And Grace just starts laughing, and she's like covered in blood, like the sprays of blood are like going all over her from each person's body exploding, and she's just like laughing in this shower of blood and then the dad is like no i did everything right like i won't let this happen i'm in control and he explodes (laughs) i love it i love it i love to see it (laughs) and so we're left with just alex and grace and alex looks so scared and he's like begging grace he's like grace I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And he's like, and, I, and I'm, look, I'm not dying because I have a second chance because of you. And um, I get a do over because of you. He, he's just like, oh, I, I love you. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I love you. Let's start over. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like, forgive begging. me, forgive me. She's like, don't fucking touch me. Yeah, she's like backs away. And then she she takes off her ring and she goes, I want a divorce. And as she throws it at him, he explodes. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell and she yeah. gets. And she's re- the closest to him when in this explosion and gets his guts and blood all Goes in, over in her, her mouth. And, but she's thrilled about it. <laughs> she like licks her lips that are covered in his blood. It's gross. Um, meanwhile, the house has started to burn down mm-hmm. in one of the earlier like fights that was happening. She knocks over one of the five candelabras. <laughs> um and the whole place has started to to go up in flames. Yeah. So she then, in her converse and blood-soaked midi wedding gown, <laughs> makes her way to the front of the mansion. And it's morning. And she goes and sits on the steps, lights up a cigarette. And we hear sirens coming. Eventually, the police get there. And they come up and they say, what the hell happened? And she says in-laws and credits (laughs) oh oh my god end of the movie what a romp (laughs) it was a romp it definitely was a romp and here's what i'll say (laughs) now that we're finished it's a very good movie it really is fun i like that it is real i like that they explode Mm -hmm. That part fucking rules. Mm-hmm. So when I say I don't, I didn't like the payoff as much. I I did really like those choices. I feel like I really wanted a different final line. I think after mm. like with how cool mm. she was and how much she was able to rise above it and like all that fucking shit that happened to her and then sitting there smoking a cigarette. I it felt like such a punchline to me right. to have the last line be in-laws i was like that made it feel like a it cheapened it movie line it yeah and so i honestly i think i would have a different feeling of this movie if that had not been the final line because that was the last taste left in my mouth after this like badass sequence and then it was like (laughs) in-laws and that just like yeah, it didn't need irked it. Me. it didn't need any line there. She could have just been. It didn't need any. She could have just been smoking and kind of had a cool expression on her face, and the camera could have pulled out, and that could have been it. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Not that line. I agree for her. I don't. But think. God, I fucking love that they all exploded. 
It really is great. I love that, too. That's a fun payoff. I also, I really like that Alex is the one who ends up turning on her and turning her in. But I I also don't feel like they gave enough weight to that turn. Mm-hmm. It felt like a device for the plot. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel as motivated by the journey of the character the way that like Daniel's turn felt motivated by the journey of the character. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's cut. Maybe that got cut in the because, again, it was a really short movie. And that, I think it was the right length for this movie. But that was another moment where I was like, cor- that is the correct choice. I don't think we arrived there in a way that was as satisfying as I would have liked it to be. Right. But again, I think I set the bar really high for this movie for whatever reason. Maybe because it is like a badass sort of feminist. Like she ends up on top and murdering people and being like fucking cool. That I wanted a little bit more from it. I think that's fair. Sammy, what was the dance like? What that what did it look like? Oh, I just did some uh, air punches. Just kind of like a boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It is that that feeling for sure, especially once they all start exploding. You're like, hell, yes, hell, yes. And you know that he's going to explode. Of course he's going to explode. Yeah, it's just fun. Oh, we forgot to mention, too, after they all explode, she looks over to LaBelle's chair Mm. and like a ghost appears in the chair and then goes away. And she's like, oh, fuck. That was another moment where I was sort of like, yeah, we already know it's real. That again was like a little too like, oh, didn't need it. Don't you see? It's like. Yeah, they all exploded. We get it. Yeah, we <laughs> we get it. Yeah, didn't need that. That was a very like haunted mansion ride type. It does. Ghost it does feel like haunted like, mansion okay. in the end. <laughs> what a crazy film! I love it. I I I want to see this actress in more things. Yeah, she's good. She's great. I thought. Um, I think she will be in more things, Henley. I think you'll get your wish there. She definitely okay. is very um compelling to watch. I. Don't have too many thoughts about it, except that it was super fun to listen to. That was a fun one. I would say uh, this movie is a horror movie, but not a scary movie, right? Is that I'd say, how it, I'd we say would say there's more? I'd say there's more gore than scares. Yeah, more violence. Yeah, it doesn't sound too scary, except for the horrible tension. There's definitely tension. There's some tension, um, but it's usually undercut by some humor. And I was never like afraid. It was the I, the most uncomfortable parts are gore parts, or when her hand is fucked yeah. up, and when she's slicing mm. her back. Those yep, are the worst. Those parts. are definitely the worst. Um, yeah, I, I will say like I'm I'm realizing as we go through this, I can handle a movie like this, and honestly, probably a cabin in the woods. I could probably watch far sooner and far easier than still like a conjuring or a paranormal and i think it's because the ambiance of the movie itself isn't scared like it's not Mm -hmm. dark in that Mm -hmm. same way like those i I can't be made to feel that bad for the duration of a movie (laughs) like i don't want any part of that still yeah well there's yeah there's a certain type of filmmaking horror movies that just fills you with dread, just like horrible Yes, I don't want to be filled with dread. And certainly not without like a big revenge payoff like happens in, in this one. Yeah. And then also in this one and Cabin in the Woods, they're so incredibly high concept and like so in like such insane scenarios. Like you don't have to go to bed worried that like your in-laws are going to show up and 
tell you you have to play a game and if you don't Correct. win you'll die i did dream about i watched this yesterday and last night i did have a dream that i was hiding in a big house from vampires and when and when I when they found me, I had to try to shove them into the sunlight so that they would explode, which is a combo of this and what we do in the shadows, which I've also been watching. <laughs> um, so I definitely did dream about it, but it also it wasn't scary. It was just a dream that had to do with this. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what did we learn, guys? I learned divorce is cool. <laughs> Wealthy people are crazy. Don't get into a dumbwaiter. Um, I guess we learned a lot of things. What we learned endurance training is important. Oh, right. And weight training, too. <laughs> and weight training. Yeah, don't neglect that. Don't, don't <laughs> neglect your weight training. Don't neglect your endurance training. Don't be too rich. Don't get into a dumbwaiter. Um, I guess we learned a lot of things. Wow, listeners, you have a lot. You have a big week ahead of you. Oh you my have God. to. You got to get. You your have to spaghetti. go to the Eagle Rock Italian Bakery in Delhi. You've got to eat long spaghetti. You've got to listen to bedtime stories and two podcasts, and you have got to get into your strength and endurance training. Just in case you need to <laughs> escape a mansion filled with crazy people trying to kill you, you never know. I mean, will it hurt you to be prepared? No. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, and no voices. So, from all of us here, we love you a lot. We'll see you next week. Love you a lot. And goodbye. 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 Hi, guys. Sammy here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you liked the episode, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. That helps other people find our podcast really helps us out and also subscribe anywhere that you get your podcasts um, you can also follow us on sh- social media we are at tsdw podcast on twitter and stardust and instagram and again in our instagram bio there is a link for some places you can donate to gofundmes bail funds other organizations that are doing really important work right now Um, We hope that you're all finding ways to incorporate activism and anti-racism into your daily lives and that you're also taking care of yourselves and your mental health. We'll talk to you next week. Love you guys.